Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Yesterday I shared about ideas and the importance of ideas and, and asking God to give us strength with ideas and knowledge and understanding so we can be very powerful in the things of God. And that we wouldn't be spiritual weaklings, but we'd be uh, spiritual strength because we have God's power with us. I closed yesterday by saying we need to keep fighting. Keep fighting the faith. Keep fighting what God would have for us and doing what God's will would be for our lives and helping change our community for Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, open our minds. Open our hearts. Lord, we want to see you, and we want to see you clearly. Lord, and I know it takes time alone with you. Lord, as we take time alone, whether it's in the morning or night with me, Lord, as you well know, I spend time, most of my time with you in the morning. And, and Lord, it's just to be able to listen to your still, small voice and to hear the word of God penetrate our hearts. Oh, God, move us. Strengthen us. Give us power. Give us, give us the ability to see things. Give us the ability to think of new things. Give us the ability to apl- apply things in our lives and to help people and to show people the way. Oh, God, fill our churches with people that so desire come to, to come to know you. Lord, we have great churches in Treasure Valley, and I pray that all of us would be conscious of winning people to you. And when people come through our doors, they would feel loved, accepted, and forgiven. And, Lord, that we would help them in their spiritual journey. Oh, God, be with all our pastors, be with all our leaders, all our deacons, all our board members. Lord Jesus, I... We need your strength. We need your power. We need your guidance in our lives. Forgive us sometimes for our laziness. Forgive us for not being everything you've called us to be. Help us to be strong in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, hidden in the thousands of words of Scripture is a golden principle that reveals his power. It happened to be on a horrible day of crucifixion. He was taunted by thousands. A spear pierced his side. Spikes were driven into his hands and to his feet. Long thorns were crushed into his brow. Blood had dried into his ear. Soldiers spit on him. That is when he uttered perhaps some of the finest words ever. It is finished. In John 19.30, the sin of man could be forgiven. He paid the price. The plan was fulfilled. You see, folks, God wants to fulfill a plan in each of our lives. He wants to fulfill a plan in your life. And if you're out here listening today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, you do not have a personal relationship with Him. Oh, maybe you say, I have a church relationship. I'm a member of the church. That doesn't cut it. What cuts it is having a personal relationship with Him accepting Him as your Lord and Savior, believing He died for you and rose again, and living for Him. I tell people, you don't live for the church. It's not the church should be the dictator of your life. Some people live in churches that are dictating everything to them. You live by God and by the Word of God. And hopefully your church is following the Word of God line by line, word by word, and living by the Bible and standing firm on the principles of God and not living by man, not living by... The pastor that says, you got to do this or you got to do that, or the board says, you got to do this or you got to do that. You do what God would have you do, and hopefully our churches will be led by men like that. Well, Jesus finished what he started. The apostle finished the race and all the disciples likewise. 
Billy Graham at 99 finished what God had begun in his life, leading untold thousands of people to Jesus. Untold thousands. Even though he would be the first to admit everybody that came forward had weren't necessarily non-Christians. Many of them somewhere in their line had believed in Jesus, but many of them rededicated their lives to Jesus. Many of them started living Jesus, finding out what Jesus is all about. But there was many that came to know him that never knew him at all. And heaven is bigger because of Billy Graham. You know, the Bible says the gate is narrow. You can't hardly get through it to get to heaven because the world is pulling you down. Satan is, uh, the gate to hell is wide. It's very wide. So many go. And that's why it's so important that we live Jesus every day and we encourage our friends to know Jesus because, man, I tell you, you get to hell, you're not getting out. You're not getting out. He's not coming to rescue. It's over. When this world is over, when this, when your decision is made, it is over. People of God, you can do more than you can ever imagine. God's plans are bigger and better. Listen to what Paul penned about wisdom in Ephesians. He said this, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and how deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. People, that's right. That's what it's about. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Boy, Paul laid it out, didn't he? Paul prays for the Ephesians, that their life would be rooted in Christ, and they would, be, they would understand the incredible power of God, and to know how long and how wide and how high and how deep His love is for us. Do you get this? Do you understand this? Do you understand the depth of His love for you? I hope so. He wants all of us to be filled with the full measure of God. As I've told you hundreds of times in this show, I watched that in action every day of my life when I was living at home. My mother and my father, they lived Jesus. They talked Jesus. When you'd come in, when we sit around the table, there would always be prayer before we uh, shared our meal. There would always be prayer talking, not just praying for the food, but sometimes my dad would talk about other things. But it was just a habit in our house. Before we go to bed, dad would sit us down in the living room. Hey, let's have prayer. Let's have family prayer. I never forget those times. I never forget getting in the car, driving somewhere, and dad says, let me pray. Will you drive, son? And he would just pray and pray and pray. It was always, it was just who they were. I want to be that way. I want to be so full of God that Jesus is on my lips all the time. You say, well, that's kind of fanatical. I'd rather be fanatical than Jesus than to suddenly not talk about him and suddenly not think about him. We must grasp a hold of what we are capable of. We are capable of running the race with great endurance and doing immeasurably more than we can ever imagine. 
few weeks ago, they had the Roby Creek Run. Now, I certainly would not run that, especially at my age, but I certainly wouldn't have done that in a younger age. That isn't my desire to run 13 miles and up 2,000 feet of grade, but there's people who do it. I asked my church on the Sunday afterwards, I said, has any of you ran this race? Any of you in the church run this race this year? And, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of people. One person, second service, Sarah Gokachia, uh, she ran the race, bless her heart. And I said, Sarah, I said this from the pulpit. but I said, did you finish the race? She says, I did. And it was so cool to, to see uh, Sarah do that. And, and it's not easy to finish a race, but, but one thing you have to do in a race like that, you have to have great endurance. It's not like running a sprint. You got to time yourself and you got to be ready to go. And I read that the winner of this race, this lady, she had um, used to run for a college. And she said, when I, oh, I think 2014, she moved over here. And she just said, oh, I just kept running to kind of stay in shape. And so she decided to enter Roby Creek for the first time. And you know what? She won. She won because she ran the race of endurance. And she did more than even she could have imagined because she trained for it. Are you training for the race of life? Are you spending time with God? Are you spending time with, in God's word, with God's people? Is God on the forefront of your lips or is he in the very back of your conscience? Where are you with him? People, it's time to let loose and let God do what he wants to do in your life. Do not get in the way of what God wants to do in your life. If all of us in all our churches would allow God to develop our ideas and finish those things God has for us, we would see an explosion of the movement of the Holy Spirit of God. Our churches would be filled because our people would be filled and they would know their mission is to go into all the world and to share Jesus Christ and to go into the workplace and into the restaurants and into the mechanic shops and love people in Jesus. I'm not telling you to walk. I don't walk in and say, hey, everybody, I'm here and I am a Christian and I'm going to win you to Jesus. But I try to go in places and love people and show them Jesus in my life. And you would be surprised how many opportunities that I'm able to share the love of Jesus because he opens the door. Because some things are a turnoff. If somebody came up to you and just started saying, hey, do you know Jesus? You need to know Jesus. You would turn off so fast if you're a non-believer. But you have to gain their trust. You have to build relationships. Build relationships with people. Allow God to do mighty things. Allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life in such a way that he opens up great doors. That's what he did with the disciples. And that's why we saw such a revival in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit took over. And God, in his power, breathed on people. And their lives have been changed forever. And we're reaping that harvest. But yet, it says, the gate is narrow that leads to heaven. The gate is wide that leads to destruction. Let's get that one right. The gate is wide that leads to destruction. Folks, we need to enter that narrow gate. And we need to take people with us. Your abilities to make a difference are limitless. If you'll commit to God and say, God, I'm ready to have you use me. Lord, use me. And Lord, I will be a finisher. Lord bless you.
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.